Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to Movie Gang Podcast from Tuscan Shed Media, a podcasting company with a little heart and a shit ton of wine. I am your host, Peter Dancy, in the driver's seat today because Jack is a sweetheart and decided to let me be co-pilot, so I'm we'll also see how this goes. on vacation. Uh, that's like what's happening today. <laughs> that's true. I've been on vacation, on vacation for like two weeks. He's on like, vacation, yes. but he's still no, here. I, I, this is how much Jack I love you. Jack is on you. a staycation. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean... But, but yeah, I... I am joined by Jack Newman. How are you doing? I'm good. I just got back from the Kentucky Derby. Um, let me ah, just tell dude. you guys. So I got to tell you. What what is in your mind your idea of what the Kentucky Derby should be? Like, do you think it's classy? Cuz it's not classy. I think the pictures that come out of it are classy. <laughs> it's not. But everything that's happened is, is like basically a frat party. Oh, people were just like rolling on the ground and vomit. Like it is Dude. it is a well-dressed bourbon street. Look, it is a shit show. Look, the the actual race lasts what like 5 right. goddamn minutes if that. Like you gotta get drunk. Oh no, dude! The, the strongest the ass mint julep I've ever had in my whole life, and like everyone was just like pounding these babies, and like the infield is like like worse than a frat party. It was just it was just like it was just like a, it crushed my conception of what that day was. <laughs> like, I, was I was like really disappointed in humanity. <laughs> like, okay, so that just means that clearly at some point we all need to go as a group just so we can experience this all together. That's my that's like. That that is now my goal for us at some point t- to do this to go to the Kentucky Derby. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I'll say this: it'll be somewhat of a culture shock for some people. I think that's it's oh, just sure. like uh, um, on multiple levels. I will explain later. <laughs> There's too much too much for the intro of this podcast. I am I am monopolizing. I'm sorry. I'm not the host. <laughs> no, I'm, so sorry. I'm so I sorry. Wear right. a most we are also joined by Ben Haworth. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. My mind is wandering onto things that probably aren't appropriate for the podcast. So, I, mean, I don't know if we've set any sort of boundaries for appropriateness on this podcast. Uh, I'm sure we've said some, like, non-verbally. <laughs> Can I just, okay, I'll just say this. I find it funny that uh, that recently I was told by a partner of mine that I don't send enough dick pics, which I didn't realize was like a slight. Yeah, yeah it's part. a thing. It's just like they get upset. Well, one of the main things that I find is it's just there needs to be an even amount of skin going over via the phone. Do you know what I mean? Like blackmail material. Not that I don't have like yeah. Not that this happens for me. But they they kind of wanted like more spontaneous ones, which is just you know. On this note, my boss listens to this podcast now. Do you guys know that? My boss listens (laughs) to this. Just just putting that out there. No, my mom listens. Oh to this God, video. Jesus, that is worse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, my dad listen. My dad start has been, has starting to listen to this. So, hey, dad, what's up? Oh God, <laughs> like I said, we, we probably should have set yeah, these boundaries I, I never, long ago, I never, but we did I was not. never keen on it. I, oh my God. <laughs> oh no, you're good. They knew it. My, I think my dad had a good idea of what he was getting into. 
All right. <laughs> and we are joined by Trevor Flynn. Sir, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you. And I am joined by one of my favorite people in the world, Sarah Becker, favorite belly dancer on the planet. Aww. How are you, man? Fuck how are you, man? the rest of us. <laughs> hey, I gotta, hey, yeah. hey, she, you, you all you pulled, saw those pictures. You pulled a fucking scarecrow You all saw those pictures, that, that, you saw those pictures that, she sent, that she sent of her, of her belly dancing the oh, other yeah, day, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and you know that's badass. That's, yeah, it was. It was. That was I cool. mean, was really Jack, cool. if you're threatened and you want to send us some pictures of you in a belly dance costume, be my guest. You know... I don't. It might be that. a little too much belly for you. You gotta, you gotta like work up. Like if we're, if we can have a picture of you, and then we need like a mid-range belly, and then we can work up to the full, the full kitten caboodle. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my we can set the parameters later. After we could kill a person. <laughs> well, today, lovely viewer, we will be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two from Marvel, uh, re- uh, released just this past weekend. Uh, but first, before we get into that, we're going to go into Trailer Corner. Uh, we had two new trailers that came that came out this past week: one for Dark Tower and one for Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But first, we're going to talk about Dark Tower. What did everyone think about this? Because just for me personally, I've never read the books, so this was literally all new to me. I'm curious to hear what you think because I have read the books and I'm I can I can have my craggy yeah <laughs> it's gonna this is gonna be one of those things uh, ben just stop me if i'm wrong but i feel like the book people are gonna be more negative about it but that might just at the same time as a cool cool ass fucking trailer um i think yeah just in general i think they did the only thing you can do because the thing about the books is the books are a giant uh ego trip by in a very fascinating way in a very interesting way by um stephen king mm. into his own like mythology and stories and they like all the books tie into all of his other books as well as like for example one of the main villains is literally dr doom who throws golden snitches from harry potter as bombs and like he will just do crazy weird fucking insane metatextual shit like that and just put in he's like three different characters in the book uh he's like a main character in the final book it like all wraps around it all relates to other ones so what I understand is they've just basically like fuck that let's just tell kind of the idea of this story in a more marketable safe way I understand that that said I don't think this movie actually looks that interesting to me but I'm curious what other people who haven't read the books think it looked pretty bland to me I didn't see anything too interesting yeah I uh, I haven't read the books either and I love Idris Elba, so I think he's gonna do a good job with the script that he is given. That said, I it looked kind of predictable, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, for me, for me, when I was watching the trailer, with how, with how I was like, yeah, there's Earth, and then there's this dimension over here, that this dimension over here that we, that we that we have to you know basically protect you from. Just honestly it kind of reminded me in part of doctor strange to be honest where it was like here is earth but we have this dimension where where magic is a magic is the name of the game if this gets fucked up you get fucked up and i'm the last and i and i and i and i am the last person the last person to protect everyone so it's like 
I've seen this plot before. So okay, I. so I'm going to be, you know, at first I thought people would actually like this. For me, the trailer was like a taser to the spine, watching Idris Elba gunslinging through the fucking desert. Like, fuck. Oh, no, that was I totally was, badass. I was, I, 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 like, I love you guys. Like, I understand, like, the, the background of this story, and I know what's going to happen in the story, and I understand that. At the same time, from just, a like, a visual take on, like, that, and they could be adapting elements of it, it was it was incredible to me. Like I was like, I was like, ah, I, I, I guess that's just oh, yeah. like my perspective. I just, I just absolutely, I love the context of it. I, I, I love, I love the, the, like the visual style as well as just like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just that we don't have like, it, it, like, the, and I, I agree with the hero worship in this is very, very straightforward. And maybe we're like getting to a time when we like have more post, like post like hero's journey style of narratives. But at the same time, like I just, I just love this because we haven't had something quite quite like it, and especially something that's like this directly. You know, the adaptation using Elba, I think, is awesome. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm ex- I saw this trailer and I was super excited for it. So as much as there's all this background and stuff, like that's cool. But but this is this is cool. <laughs> oh no, I would definitely have to agree. Like like, like, like visually, like, visually at least for me, it was like yes, this is ba- this is awesome, and I love seeing Idris Elba doing doing anything badass like that like that's always a treat for me but i but, but i get but i guess uh just from someone who hasn't read the book I'm, I'm just wondering where will they take this story how how will how will they make it how, how, how will they make it unique to those who may not be familiar with the source material so my question is the dark tower is a series is that correct mm-hmm, there's seven and issues. so is this meant to be just the first installment no because um the way they I've heard them tell it is that it takes place after the last book. Okay, that's a choice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at least they're yeah. not gonna like try to compile so, the best, most epic parts of all of them. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do a uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy thing where they're gonna try and like shove five books yeah. into one movie. You know, what was a trilogy in five parts to begin with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on from the Dark Tower, we had a we had a new official trailer for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. This movie will be the sequel to the original Blade Runner, starting starring Harrison Ford. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say right off. Right, yes, uh, just visually. Once again, once again, I'm not real. I'm not familiar with the like the original stuff, so I so I never saw the first one. But like that's but like those '80s like those '80s style cyberpunk synths came in in the first five seconds, and I was li- I was immediately hooked. I was like, okay, whatever happens, I'm I'm there musically. Well, I think Johan Johansson is a is a great choice. Uh, who's done all of Denis Villeneuve's work and is going to be doing uh, Dune, which means they are very excited about. Uh, yes. You can see you're smiling on the camera so right there, <laughs> but he's he does really incredible work, and I think he's visually and musically, I have no worries. I think I think uh, visually, you have uh, Roger Deakins mm-hmm. shooting this movie, one of the great great cinematographers, and uh, apparently he's just gone all out. <laughs> you know, he never really has done a full on big budget sci fi movie, as far as I know, and he's sort of gone to the rafters, according to Denis Villeneuve. I just I don't know. I I I know that you have to make a, a trailer look a little more predictable and standard, but it just has a lot of the Force Awakens vibe to me, and that's what concerns ah. me. <laughs> the negativity continue. Ah. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm just excited <laughs> about everything this week. That. I I 
I seem to be the no, only this, one who's this, not I mean, excited. I, I, and I'll agree. Like, I, I, I took Andrew to the cleaners. Well, I didn't take him to the cleaners. I didn't actually win the argument. That makes it sound like I won the argument. I absolutely threw down my, li- my life in saying, Andrew, you are wrong about this pre-trailer. Let's CGI fog. We had like a four-hour conversation about the CGI fog. <laughs> CGI fog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said it was CGI fog. And he's like, no, that's real fog. It's real fog. We literally like... Honestly? No, no, no. no, no. We cons- downloaded the trailer and pulled it into Premiere Pro and continued this argument over... <laughs> For like oh two hours, God. like, and I, I recognize it's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, as somebody I, who was not excited by the first trailer, God, this is so cool, and this is just this is classic. This is classic Deacon, and it's going to be a visual masterpiece, and that's all it really has to be. Just hearing that you two had a four-hour argument and Does having known you two since college, <laughs> and having sat in the sat in your rooms in your year, I totally believe that, mm-hmm. and I wish I was there for. We this. literally argued about this, and he like, and I, I like called him to tell him I was getting engaged, and if he would come to the wedding, and literally like I forgot to do that. <laughs> Oh like that happened. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't there because I know I would have been the one refereeing it, like I was in college. Yeah, and then it would it like turned it turned like brutal, and we were just like ugh, ugh, disgusted with the other one. It was, yeah, exactly like that in college. <laughs> and meanwhile, I meanwhile I would have been Ray from from Archer sitting over in the corner, just like you queens need to stop arguing. This is really this is not that deep. <laughs> I, I'm excited about this. I, I, I think I am too. This looks I, like it's going to be just, I, a badass it, film. And I direct the point is that my expectation is just because there is a lot of problems with the first Blade Runner. I, I see. I feel like there, you know, people like to say there aren't, but there are. And I think my my thing would just be that like it really just has to be gorgeous, and I'm there for it. Mm. As someone who was gotcha, late gotcha. to the Blade Runner party, well, I know I'm that... looking forward to seeing it. Yes. Are you? Five, yeah, I was. I was about to say. I, you know, I was trying. I, I gave it my best, Trevor. But I have to. I have to say, I, I like literally like. I'm going to like boot you out of the cast. If I, if not, actually, I'm joking. I actually would very care to hear your opinion. <laughs> no, I want to hear what someone who doesn't love the original thinks of this movie. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting for that reason. That's what makes for a good discussion. <laughs> I just, I just hope. Here's my thing. I've been waiting for Denis Villeneuve to make his masterpiece. I think he will make a masterpiece film, and I've liked a lot of his films, but I've had a lot of problems with a lot of his films. Arrival is my favorite so far, but I still don't think it's perfect. And I think he's a director who can make a masterpiece. And I think with all the elements involved, this could be as good as Blade Runner. I know it's not fair to hold that standard, but my hope is that this will finally be Denis Villeneuve's masterpiece. And that's more where I'm coming from, from this, is that I'm going to hold it to a higher standard. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, frankly, I'm going to have to because Blade Runner isn't Star Wars to me. You know, Blade Runner is special, uh, so sure. I want this movie to be special, uh, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you broke Jack. There's so much there that I have to argue with, and I'm going to just throw it to Peter because it is not my right. I am not hosting this, and I cannot have my usual one-man war against people who say shit. So, Peter, my bad. <laughs> Either either way, Ben, okay. I will ask you later, mm-hmm. at a later time, in our private conversation between, between the two of us, what your criteria is for a masterpiece cinematically for a film. Uh, but, but, but anyway, moving on from Trailer Corner, actually, it's kind of funny that Jack threw it back to me because I'm going to throw it back to him. Jack, oh. can you please tell us about the wonderful Loot Crate? Uh, yeah, uh, again, 
For you, the listeners of the Movie Gang Podcast, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on a new subscription at LootCrate.com. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to TryLootCrate.com backslash gang and enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Loot Crate this month is featuring our main uh, story this month is Guardians of the Galaxy. So go on there and check out the Ox, the Awesome Mix Volume 2, which is, of course, the featured songs uh, that uh, Flynn, uh, Peter Quill's uh, dead mother uh, gave to him. Dead mother. That sounds terrible. That's a that's a terrible oh that's God. a terrible way to sell that's a product. So uh, but it is it's touching. It's amazing, and it's a blast from the past. And go check out a lot of new great music, and I'm sure it'll elements of it'll be featured in this month's loot crate. So go check that out, as along with a lot of gr- really great uh, baby Groot tat. So go check all that out. Uh, again, that's uh, to save ten percent on any new subscription. Go to trylootcrate.com backslash gang. Again, that's trylootcrate.com backslash gang to save ten percent on any new subscription and a promo code bridge ten for. 10% savings. Go check that out right now. Alright, thank you very much, Jack. Okay, we're going to move on to the main part of today's episode where we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. After their victory on Nova Prime, the Guardians of the Galaxy are branded heroes, but when Rocket takes something that doesn't belong to them, they crash land on a mysterious planet where Peter's father, Ego, arrives to tell Peter that he has a destiny bigger than he could imagine. And I suddenly feel like I was talking about myself, and I kind of wish that was my life. (laughs) That you had a Rocket little raccoon friend who stole... Cosmic yeah, batteries. Make for a fun story. And you met your dad. That is a, that is a brutal. That is a. I have to admit, the battery thing is a brutally important plot point for this movie, and it's just like done so offhandedly. And it, it's one of those yeah. things that has character development and everything, but you're still like seriously like this. And it starts as a joke. <laughs> it's and like, yeah, it's like everything hangs on this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It keeps coming back. Those people. <laughs> goddamn batteries. There's even even Don't, like a post credit sequence, which is a tease. Yeah, they're still yeah. with yeah. goddamn Yeah, it's batteries. a tease for Adam fucking Warlock for like, which is like an important we'll fucking character for. Sorry, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you jumped like you jumped two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, and just just <laughs> clear <laughs> <our> spoiler <laughs> territory. <laughs> okay, well, I will start off by saying I enjoyed this film a lot. Wasn't it, I? I, I, it's, it's, I think it's been kind of the consensus that it wasn't as good as volume one because there was there wasn't that freshness um like like seeing this team seeing these characters right out of the gate but there was still, but there was still so much in this movie to enjoy from, from from the music to the plot to the characters themselves to the visuals clearly but I, but I still but I still want I still want to hear whatever one else what everyone else thought about it so uh Jack what you what, yeah. what you what you think about Guardians too? <sighs> Again, I I'll preface this by saying I, I, I conflicted. No, I I, uh, I I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's I think it's one of the better sequels. And I think that I come to that conclusion based upon comparing it to to uh, the Avengers sequel, which again I think mm. it's better than saying to comparing it to some of the other comic book sequels like Iron Man two or that. And I agree, like a sequel in the comic book universe, like origin stories have a lot of strength and effectiveness and a lot of times they just pop whereas the sequel doesn't pop uh but that said like i feel like this is a much more um ensemble style movie and it's it's still it's still one of the better marvel movies to my mind even if it doesn't have quite the strength of guardians one 
Um, again, Guardians 1 was just a surprise from everyone involved. Um, so I think that might be a little bit of its strength. But at the same time, I think it works a little bit less tightly as a script. It, it, has, it takes everyone on a different journey. At the same time, massive amounts of fucking character development. More so... Uh, than the first movie, and it slows things down for that character development. Um, and uh, one of the things that was also interesting to me as well is that uh, and I, I want to know if people thought this as well. I was wondering if the script like telegraphed him being like evil to everyone else like really early on by the fact that things were going too well. I think the the script telegraphed everything yeah. too much, okay. particularly jokes for me. That was a big problem. It was like you you don't in a movie like this mention David Hasselhoff three times and David Hasselhoff's yeah. not gonna right. show up. Right. You know what I mean? You don't mention Pac Man and Pac Man's not gonna up, show yeah. up. I I think that is definitely the case. And I think my big thing with this film is for better or worse, it felt like I was watching the fifth or sixth season finale of a long running T V show. It had the same sort of camaraderie of character it had sort of a sense of being confident where it was it was definitely focusing much more on uh long-running character developments and giving each person their sort of their moment uh specific arc and like it's a lot more emotionally resonant than the first one was more just kind of fun it felt like the reverse is that you don't spend enough time with most of these characters because it is a movie, not a TV show that I felt a lot of it did kind of feel empty at times while still being pretty fun overall. So that's my sort of main problem. With the movie is that I just felt like a lot of those character beats didn't really matter. Cause he met his dad like 30 minutes ago and Yondu's barely been in the movie. So when his funeral came up, I quite frankly felt nothing where I've, I've heard other people say they didn't, I, but I, I mean, it's like at the very end, he's not with Peter the entire movie. Then at the end, he's like, I was really your dad. And he's like, no, oh, just okay. And then he dies. Like, it's kind of. No, I, right. That, that's, exactly. That's where the strength of the universe comes up is because that plot is set up hardcore in the first guardians. And that's, that would be my point is that it is almost like, like the way that he smiles at the end of guardians, which is taken like, it's like this whole thing where he's just like, almost like proud of quill through the whole movie. And even though he's like trying to punish him in the way that he's preventing, he's like always trying to save him at the same time. And I mean, I think for me, the young. But he spends literally no time on. Okay, well, I, I feel like he doesn't have to, to like and it's still the payoff. For him. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying the payoff works. I feel for like him. it yeah. doesn't work without. I, I, I'm, I just wish that there maybe had been. I don't know how they could have had more on time necessarily together. Focus on that, but like it's that on top of the like C and D plots, and then it all kind of supposed to be about family. We're like, it's just the two, the sisterhood thing was just kind of tacked on for me. It's like they just fight and then they're they're just and done. Then suddenly they make up and ish. Yeah. What'd you say, Peter? And then she goes out to fight Thanos. Didn't she like murder? Weren't you shooting at her with a comically yeah, didn't, large? Didn't gun? she like murder a whole <laughs> like prison worth of guards in the last movie? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean that's the Jason Statham and Fatal. Yeah, problem. yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. she's gonna be a good guy now. Cool guys. There's yeah. a lot of shit she did in the last yeah. movie. <laughs> She'll be a good guy for at least five minutes because, you know, interests have lined up for now. But after that, uh... But I think the one advantage of it feeling like a, a TV show is it feels like it TV shows often get better when they sort of embrace, over-embrace things that were sort of minor details. It's sort of the, called the, generally called like the Ned Flanderization of something, where if you watch Ned Flanders in the first season of Simpsons, 
he's just a normal dude with a minor quirks, and then he becomes the uber nerd by the, right. the uber dork by the season ten, you know, and he becomes a much more memorable character. And I think the best thing about this movie and embracing it is it just completely embraces cartoonish violence. <laughs> it's completely ridiculous, cartoonish, non-realistic violence that I found even if somewhat problematic in that there's just a shit ton of murder, but there's somewhat enjoyable, gleeful murder where the arrow is just whipping ah. around and this beautiful fashion and, you know, people are jumping up in the air over and over again, and I find that to be a lot uh, more I'm gonna, I mean, I, I, I thought it was strong murder. I, they, they did an excellent job of motivating all the times that they... of the people that deserve to die, i.e. the Ravager crew, and then... I didn't find the Ravager crew to be very well motivated because they were literally friends. Like, well, I thought a week ago, I thought the brutality, like, well, the brutality, the brutality of the needs. people getting exed into space was pretty was pretty brutal, and it was at pretty a it, and let's say the other thing. It was it's a beat that comes it's out of nowhere in this movie. It's like yeah. the whole the rest of the movie is kind of like oh we're throwing people into the air and then we catch the guy and then she's you know. And then, like, very yeah. And then, like, this man slowly floats off into space and freezes to death, and then pans away to see like hundreds of people that have also been done that to. And you're just like, "Fuck me, where's this going?" And then when they murder the crew, I don't fucking care. Just like when he like violently shoots his dad in the face, it's like, "Oh yeah, he killed his mom." No, that's the that's the correct response. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I guess it's things both of uh, saying, "No, those pods don't have humans in them. They're they're like digital projections of." the sovereign they, they they put that line in there real good i mean and then of course they pan back to where you see it's like they're in an arcade which was just i like just them a lot yeah. played for a joke that was again very and again Ender's game i thought <laughs> in a way yeah no i love the sovereign in general their design was great and i love the whole drone video game and i like how they oh, were all dicks to each other clever. too that was that was yes. fun <laughs> and, it, and it all happened in like 0.2 seconds it's like oh yeah he's the last one cool awesome kills typical of course he'd lose <laughs> you fucking, suck at of this. course he'd be the one to die <laughs> so did anyone else think this is the epitome of like why i didn't i did enjoy it okay overall but like the humor not being there and being like really hammered in some places home a little too much is it kind of made me go maybe more negative on it the taser face joke in particular just how many times was that a joke? That that went way too far. <laughs> like at least four. I, yeah. I thought at least four uh, yeah. separate times. And it didn't actually. I didn't laugh once at it until the last one. To be entirely honest. Same. Opposite. The payoff. Yeah. The payoff for the joke the was solid, but the first one I was like, oh, okay, it's kind of funny. You're making them laugh, whatever. And then like when like when like the gold lady cracked up, I was like, <laughs> okay, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah. I had the complete opposite reaction. I was just like, really, that joke again. No, I guess I guess it's the thing is like the nice thing about Gun at the helm here is that like he he does pay off really well. He does pay off well better than actual jokes. Does that make sense? In the context of this movie, he builds two jokes, but sometimes his like, you know, there's just one-liners and things do kind of fall flat to some extent, but he put things in there like the, kind of the Finn jokes and all the other things like, you know, the Groot jokes are built up. Also, I think that the trailer for this movie does it as a service as well sometimes. In terms of like the, Does, how so? it's interesting that the original was a much darker trailer, yeah. Than you remember, yeah. And it's a much lighter film. This one is a lot more darker film. Yeah, the the, the whole mom murder thing. Jesus. Yeah, 
Yeah, when, like, when, you, when you hear well, that that's line, an... it's a shame I had to put that tumor in her brain. You're just like, whoa! whoa! And the way he does it, too, it's so and that exactly creepy. the correct response is just, there's like, the only hesitation is that what, what it shows him getting out of that sort of hypnotized state doesn't say anything, doesn't, you know, pause to, like, gasp. He just shoots the fuck out of him. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah. That, <laughs> that he deserved that, yes. Yeah, yeah, like that is like it. I I would go as far to say that, that that's not even like the correct response. That's like the only yes. response. Like if you love your mother, you don't. If you like, even even you know in this situation where it's like, yeah, your mom is already dead. Your mom is already dead. Unfortunately, if anyone fucks with your mom, mm-hmm. you you will retaliate. Like you will retaliate yeah. in the in like the most immediate, most brutal way that you can. That. That scene is very good, but it also points to a big tonal issue I have with this movie, where like it's a very good dark moment, and then he becomes David Hasselhoff, or we're cutting to billions of people dying, and then he becomes Pac-Man. You know what I mean? Like there is often these very strong tonal shifts, and I really was annoyed that it was another universe-ending catastrophe i get it he goes a planet he's a god it makes sense that, but it was just it did not fit uh, it did not need additional the stakes were already there we didn't need to cut to a bunch of people getting killed by but that's i i don't know like especially I mean, with like the, the nature of like ego and like the what is his like it's motivated by the plot it's motivated by ego it's motivated by his background like he's gonna fight a planet-sized dude like um, and, and I think more so than even the Avengers, like they are the guardians of the galaxy. Like, I feel like there is like this whole element of their plot and like the rest of the time they're fucking, I don't know, Ben, I think that movie actually needs it from like to soften it because more so than any other Marvel. Okay. Well, let me, right, let me finish. Let me finish. Once, like one of the like, only, no, 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 I don't, right, I'm just right. like, let me finish. Like the, the thing go, that go. more so than any other Avengers movie is that the guardians are dicks. And it's seen throughout the whole thing is that they're dicks to people like Rocket just starts shooting people and it's like doesn't know that they're not pods and they, they soften him up through that things and they kind of go around and there's a bunch of pirates everywhere and they're vacuuming people into space and it's all this sort of like this kind of space highway, you know, galactic hijinks. The way they soften them up at the end and make them still the Guardians of the Galaxy is by including that. And so for once in a Marvel Universe, I would agree with you on the whole with like it being world ending stuff, but at the same time within the context of this plot, I think it works to soften them a little bit in a way um, that they don't do things. And it also helps to like give that, that whole thing back. They don't do, they do things for themselves, but in the course of their own actions, they save the universe, which is kind of the joke of the guardians. But can't you have the entire setup where they mention that he's going to colonize all the worlds and not have him actually start colonizing all the worlds at the end. It just feels like another, we have to have, the plot go down to the ticking time bomb literally with a literal readout of six minutes um and you have to go down to massive amounts of people dying horribly in a completely uh uninteresting completely wrote seen a million times away that's my issue it's like it's the same issue with tfa it's like you can have the giant super laser and know that it's a super laser and it's still scary you don't have to actually pull up 15 goddamn planets and you don't have to colonize 900 worlds that kill millions of people at the end of this thing because it just completely destroys it i already had stakes in the fact that he had a very interesting Uh, relationship with ego who's actually one of the few memorable marvel villains for once and 
I don't need to cut away to a bunch of nameless people. I already give a shit. I don't need to give well, more Well, I shits. guess for me, like, I think you bring up the exact countermeasures, just like I cared about the people and like they they did an interesting job of characterizing this small town versus like they gave screen time to, to building it up whereas i think the screen time like the screen time counter in and tfa is like like what it's ludicrous <laughs> it's absolutely ludicrous that they spend so little time on murdering billions of people <laughs> like it's it's, it's, it's and i, it's I think that's my thing is like it from my perspective if they're going to include that bit, and for me, it has value for specifically this group of people. Um, and so for my purpose, if they're going to do it, they need to add it right, and they need to have those shots, and they need to give it human moments, like the mom ready, about to get crushed. And that's the difference. Is they don't show like a laser destroying a planet. They show a mom about to get crushed by blue pudding. Um, which is, you know, for me, I, I, I guess the thing is like, I think it's done better than, than, than a lot of the other examples. And for me, like it, it, you know, it connected. I mean, I, I agree that it's not adding as much as the fact that like his dad killed his mom. It's not raising the stakes any more than that. It already raised the stakes. I don't think it's there to raise stakes. I think it's just there to give context to them and the, and their wider cosmos. So it's just, it's just there to murder. Well, I, did, well, I don't think, did they murder saying. people? Because I saw the... <laughs> Yeah, yes, they I, I, was, I was saying that they were pretty people. much murdered. They showed like, like hundreds absorbed. of people of different aliens and cities well, being destroyed. We see people get eviscerated. We see people running and crying, but you know, it's like a you know, it's it's. I think. The well, you know, maybe it's just like they dig them out of the ooze afterwards. I know. I'm teasing you at this point, but that said, I I I think it. I think it for me. It added. How about that? I just find that the tonal issues when you jump from joke to serious to joke to serious is where uh, i have a issue with this movie is i felt like it wanted to be both the old guardians of the galaxy and have a lot of fun which it did have a lot of fun the opening for instance is i think is fantastic uh summation of what makes guardians great um but i don't think it ever committed or had a nice sort of build to like this is i actually you know didn't love the opening but but, yeah sorry (laughs) yeah the opening the opening was just like oh you you want baby groot here's like five minutes it was it was out of control dude (laughs) you want that thing that we built our entire marketing campaign like i was i was like i was like because like the other thing too is like that fight was hinted in the trailers and it looked like such a cool fight and i was just like I, that's why I loved it. Exactly. I it I, why is that good? Why is like I need to watch that's Baby Groot dancing for five you're minutes? So I liked it because you're like, oh, here's this great battle. You're not gonna watch it. You're just gonna watch this tiny ass dancing tree. Like I loved it for that. I think I, that's why is that? <laughs> Why is that a little- I mean, I wish they had shown the fight because I remember that I remember that whole opening sequence. It's like, yes, I'm watching me I'm watching Baby Group, but at the same time, I'm also trying to see what's happening in the background because this is a big ass like dimensionally traveling octopus thing with teeth or whatever the hell it was. I want to see how they kill it or at least attempt to kill it. I think that That's why I found it funny because I found it like it's just that's their daily life is killing giant Octopus and taking creatures. care of baby. I like that for sure. I think just from yes. an action standpoint, maybe why you were more frustrated, Jack, for a similar reason as I am, is that like the final, like we missed that fight, and then the big, the other awesome moment we get is with Yondu. That's fair. But then the climax of the film is just like a Superman versus Zod slash Avatar, but yeah. funny yes, kind of, was. and that's like fair. it's there's nothing original or very fun about watching it and the, and that's and i understand where it comes from like technically 
the like the the Star Lord and the comics has the abilities and they're giving him his abilities, but then debuting him back to a person. So they're, it's one of those things where they're giving him a tie-in and giving him abilities for like five seconds. They're giving him Elemental Man style powers. But I agree with you. It's like you know, I, and 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 I frankly like I think the action sequences in Guardians and the first one are not great. Like they they have funny jokes and moments, but on a whole, like you know, when they do jokes, it's a lot better than when they had it in action sequences. I feel like that that uh, that first fight in the first film between Nebula and Gamora is like famous. It's like a famously bad fight sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Every yeah, I've like, seen. Yeah, can't tell what's going on at all. A lot of people point out that fight as being like just really poorly put together, and I think, and I, and I, I stand by it, and I think that's an issue. Is like the fight sequences. It's kind of like, and I guess that's the thing is like you know the fight sequences have never been good in Guardians. This was a standout bad moment for me a little bit. Uh, with them there that said like you know i don't think the octopus if they'd paid attention and i think that's the thing they're playing i understand that they're playing to their strong suits there uh they're playing to their strong suits by uh i guess you know making it a joke instead of actually having the fight which is i guess the way to do it but it's still like part of me like this isn't this movie doesn't feel like a marvel movie sometimes because it's it's more we're here for the jokes we're not here for the action whereas it's very different in an iron man movie i think sometimes and i think it's i think i think it elevates what you expect out of this movie a little bit sometimes like you know it has to be that though shane black did a great job with iron man 3 but okay that's all that's all aside stuff agreed on that we need to talk about Iron Man three, Jack, because I think you and I are one of the few. I, I like, like, oh, no, I, I, I like, like Iron, Iron Man three. 3. Yeah. Like Iron 3 the thing, other thing about I, I, prob- the I probably just like. Do people, like, do people dislike Iron Man three? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it was. Oh, Mandarin. that's just that's just I people. Yeah, I liked it, but that's that's another. Be, that's just people being like. Yeah. yeah, people and people were so impressed yeah. with Marvel for being so close to the comics when they actually go out and do like an ultimate style twist. People get upset about it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was clever. No, they did. There's a good point that every Iron Man movie literally is about a scary brown man who is actually not scary and is being controlled by a white person. Like that's literally every single Iron Man movie is about that. And I find that fascinating that they've oh done that God, twist three right. times, and it's still kind of yeah. I, I think, and suddenly yeah. my worldview shifts. I, oh goddammit. it! <laughs> the uh... Uh, and then you can read too deeply. Politically. I mean, not politically, but it's just like, oh wow, okay, yeah, they did, like they did do that. Well, uh, well in <laughs> fairness, like you know, fucking Ben Kingsley is the least brown person that you've ever called a brown person. <laughs> no, like, and that's why it works because like, you're like, so why is British, he the Mandarin? Like, what the he's fuck? so British and just yeah. like with a bad tan it's like, or whatever. That's why I like it because it's like kind of mocking how Bing Kingsley will always play like racial characters, and you're always like, aren't you? Like, aren't you the like, whitest like person we know? Hopkins played a fellow. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, or, well, or or Ben Kingsley playing Gandhi. That, did that happen? Did I miss that? Ha- no, yeah. that happened, that's was right. Gandhi. That was weird. Was that was a weird moment yeah. in history. You won an Oscar yeah. for that shit. Yep. Man, I, I love how I love how Ben Kingsley never gets tagged for like like whitewashing. <laughs> Right. I, I mean, I, I, I guess like I don't want to say it, but he just kind of looks like. Let's this is get it. Let, like, yeah, going, like, let's, like, let's not. The other thing I want to say let's not do this the thing. opening. Actually, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I say we move on. Um, I have been so patient. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about the opening sequence uh, was it was a microcosm for the another tone problem for me with the movie is that like it misunderstood why the first one was funny. 
and it just tried to be ironic the whole time. Like the first one wasn't funny just because it was ironic. It was because the, like the timing was very good. It was more sincere and sincerity than irony, I think, that made those characters funny. And like the scene where like we're all standing up a bunch of assholes like that, that kind of timing and that joke that works because they're really like admitting they're selfish people sort of. And they are like caught up in events bigger than themselves. In this movie, the tone of the humor a lot of the time when it was really pushed at you was more the like the irony of that was there without really getting why that was funny in the first one. Like when they're in the final battle and they do the hero Avengers pan around shot and then Mantis gets like hit in the face and falls out of it. I didn't think that was funny at all. I thought that was like the epitome of them just like, oh, you want a dramatic moment? No, not that's that's not what Guardians what's, of the Galaxy is about. What's wrong? What's, I mean, what's for me what's, personally, uh, I would just say that that part wasn't funny because, yeah. like, because I had seen it like three times in trailers. I thought it, I thought it was still funny, but it's like more. It's, but it's at least fu- for that moment, it was like I've seen this in like two and a half minute spurts already. I, I guess for me, it's just it is like it is par- like Guardians of the Galaxy. The original is doing its own thing more so, and this is more parodying the sequel. Like I don't know. Maybe for me, it's this is more parroting the existing Marvel universe, which is such a thing to now at this point to be culturally part of the zeitgeist that it works as a parody or maybe an overplayed parody. So I guess that maybe like I'm just like uh, I don't know. I just I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I for me like like a lot of the stuff that you guys are like kind of saying that you didn't like like really played for me, or I feel like it played for me. I don't know. I did like a lot of the jokes. I think sometimes the irony can work, but I I do understand. Cause like the one irony bit that worked for me was the whole you have one scene with Drax and Mantis, and you're clearly supposed to start shipping them immediately, and then literally every scene after Drax is a huge asshole to Mantis, which I found kind of funny and interesting, and an interesting sort of take on this. Where just because I had a nice moment doesn't mean you automatically hey have to be good. together, you know? Which I thought was sort of a, a clever little bit, and. Yeah, so I thought that was at least one good sort of ironic. Drax was still pretty funny overall. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I I wish I I don't know. I just feel like he he goes to like yelling is funny too much, but it works so many times that maybe it's okay. That he always just reverts to yelling, and that's just kind of his character, you know. So I don't know. Minor complaint. I mean, he's a guy who's now hanging out with, like, a group of people who have, like, who just automatically have, like, a range of just expressing themselves. And he's like, how do I function in this group? I guess that's the thing. It's like, now he knows he's funny, which is interesting. I found that kind I, of fascinating. Like, he was almost purposely telling I think, jokes I think in an interesting way. I think Batista is still, like, you know, from that moment where he just, like, he can deadpan better than anyone in this movie and and they've given him like a single kind of joke to do but for me it it stays fresh um so i don't know how good he actually is at comedy or how good he thinks he is at comedy because he's he's literally taken one joke and essentially applied it to all the jokes in guardians of the galaxy and every joke that he does is the same variation of a singular joke so for me i I wouldn't call him necessarily good at comedy i would say that he is unbelievably good at deadpan humor I think that's a skill. Oh, I agree. I think he's, you know, it's good on itself. And I think that people can make a whole, like a whole career out of that style of comedy. And I think Batista is actually like, is it, is it Batista? Is it? Batista. Yeah. Sorry. I don't, I'm I'm butchering it. Um, If you ever want to hear me uh, butcher another title, go watch uh, a butcher, a name, go watch Animania. So it's great. (laughs) (laughs) A cornucopia of boxed names. We're going to, we're going to, 
Jack, you're gonna have a hard time with Blade Runner 2049 with Denise oh, and Joe. Oh no 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 no! no, no, no. Listen like, to me, like name off. Like I, there's like, there's this one episode, and like, you can make a super cut of me saying like Japanese names from like directors on um, like different anime, and because I, I say them every time, and I'm just like it's it's awful. <laughs> I can hear Trevor like sigh mournfully in the background. <laughs> <sighs> That, Isn't that Trevor's that, band? That, that, that is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I like, I like dream that sigh at night sometimes in a weird sort of way. <laughs> oh, okay. wow. That depressed sigh. <laughs> like, why am I here? Oh boy. <laughs> okay, well, okay, okay. So, like, so we, so we touched on, we, t- we touched on uh, Drax and like and Dra- Drax and his relationship with Mantis and how he's like, you're ugly. And then, and, and then at the end, no, beautiful. Never mind. Uh, what beautiful did we on all the think inside. About that unspoken... Wait, what'd you say? He, he said she was beautiful on the inside. He on, still yeah, thinks she's ugly. On the inside. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> You're right. What do we all think about that unspoken thing between between Peter Quill oh and Gamora? Expected, unexpected, happy about it, sad about it, hope that they never actually go there or what? expected kind of hope they don't actually go there just for the novelty of it because i mean that is the trap that every single superhero movie that i've ever seen falls into or not even exclusively in the superhero genre but just guy and a girl are on a team together oh they fall in love oh but it can never be or it shouldn't be or whatever and then there's some big calamity where they realize they can't live without each other and they almost die but then they don't and then they get together and everyone's happy and that's the plot of lots and lots of films so films tv shows video games so if they didn't get together it would just be something new and i I feel like that goes against like the setup of it so far i feel like i feel like i enjoy the fact that they don't advance them i I don't know where they would have squeezed that fucking in there and they they even squeeze this in there as much i I feel like that would be like you know it's it's as much as much character development is for fucking everyone as there is in this they squeeze that little bit in between them in there and it's got no room to breathe um so like i think they enjoy I don't think they ever will because I think they like a television sitcom, enjoy making jokes about it more than actually having it. Yes. And and and, and, Qu- and Quill even basically has a line about it, like like that. That's how he. That's how he describes it. Like like they they, they, always, they always know, but they never but it never actually happens. And it's like, please let this whole like tension continue because, I mean, I I I remember watching Avengers two. When Avengers Two: uh, Age of Ultron, when they, when they were like, oh, by the way, Bruce Banner and Natasha Romanoff are together, and I and everyone was like, the fuck, and just having like, having having this one where, where having this one where like where it's kind of expected. I hope that they just don't do it because I don't really want anyone on the team to be together. It's it'd be weird. Yeah. Hmm did not feel passionately about it i find when i'm not hosting i have a lot more criticism for your guys takes it's interesting (laughs) it's just like (laughs) you know if i'm not hosting like i feel like i have to be fair play and when i don't have to feel like the need to be fair play about it i was like oh you guys are like really harsh jesus this is a great movie i had a great time 
I never said it wasn't a great movie. <laughs> I said I think it would be yeah, interesting I think if for they me, didn't the thing get is... together. That's not a reflection. No, 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 no. no. This isn't directed at you specifically, Sarah. I just feel like we're being very nitpicky about something that was, you know, generally a fun thing that I would recommend people go see. But I also think that you... Why make a podcast if we're just going to come I'm not saying we need to gush it. Look, that's not what I said. I'm from. I just... But I'm saying, like, I, 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 I this is to my, my own bugaboo, which I don't like when people do the whole turn your brain. I'm not suggesting you do that. I think I literally I said, like, like literally, I think that we're, it's not that we're not being nitpicky. I think that it coalesces into a whole, into a very pleasant experience versus like, you can get upset about like, like things. And like, I think there is an issue with kind of the plotting and basis of the movie, but I do think that it, it rolls through those with the jokes. And I think that's the difference between a comedy and this thing is like, I do think there's like, you know, there's a little, it, it feels like there's a looser basis, but it, it coalesces into a good joke because he's so good at ending at landing the payoffs for things so like because he gun is so good at getting the payoffs in there really doesn't matter that he hits all like the proper plot points at all the proper points there is just enough charm for it to pull through and be like successful more or less i'll agree with that i just compared with the first one and like i knew it was never going to be as good as the first one like i knew that but like comparing the two it's still a little bit of a letdown for me but like i i would recommend that you see it because some of those jokes are good and i mean you know it comes down to like i hate to say it but like my girlfriend was like i want to see baby groot you know that that's what i'm going for i was like yeah i know and then that was like the best part of the movie for her like yeah i get it (laughs) as much as that whole scene in the prison cell makes no goddamn sense (laughs) like they just let baby Groot run around after like <laughs> abusing him. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that'll be fine. And then like, yeah, heavy sleepers, yeah. very heavy sleepers. <laughs> yeah. Also, when he wakes up, that was another scene that bothered me about that scene. It's like he has the fin. I was like, why? It's like you expected him to get the fin. Why? Why would you? Why would you wake up and like the first thing you say <laughs> is like you check the, the drawer, arrow. like you were expecting him to steal it, and that you didn't lock, and then mm-hmm. it's just. There was there was a little too much of that to me. I, I gotta plot say. armor, Trevor. But, plot armor. Yeah. It's not like there were no <laughs> plot holes in the first one either. It's just like the plot was such a joke that it was all about a Marvel MacGuffin. Whereas here, there was like kind of a serious plot, but also jokes. I don't know. It was weird. It was it was a weird tonal experience for me too. That that just I mean I guess it works as a joke that the sovereign. The whole like they're the one of the antagonists of the movie just because they pissed them off and that's like true to guardian style but at the same time it's just weird as a plot point and then we have all this other stuff going on at the same time i don't know it's weird this is weird to me that's fair and i guess for me i feel like there is the potential in the guardians of the galaxy to be the best marvel movie i feel like you have a lot of stuff that is really working in these films you have a very good cast. You have very good characters who are well realized. You have uh, space. I mean, the the greatest thing James Gunn has is that he's in fucking space, and he you know has to give up his uh, precious guardians for Avengers, but they'll be back doing their own thing. You know, they don't have to have an Iron Man two situation when they have to make a whole movie that's half about setting up another movie. Um, he there's a lot that really works about these films. You have a singular vision in James Gunn, which is very interesting. Um, he's going to be the only director to do all write and direct all three of 
any MCU film, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So you don't sort of have this like concentrating off for Iron Man three. I like it a lot, but it's very clearly a Shane Black movie where the other ones are clearly John Favreau movies and etc. So I feel like I want it to be better than it is, and maybe that's unfair for the film, which is a decently fun, enjoyable movie, and particularly after a long stream of nostalgia fests that have been deadening to the soul i should give it more praise than i am but i just feel like a lot of mistakes are still made and i feel like i i hope that they can write the ship and create something really really special with three because i just don't feel like it's that special it's just fun but i'm gonna forget i ever saw it in like a <laughs> ouch uh well as with all marvel films post-credit like like mid slash post-credit scenes are a thing but 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 actually before we talk about that (laughs) i wanted i wanted to ask you all a question about the music because because i was talking with a co-worker today um about 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 the music from awesome about awesome mix volume two that is included in this film and he and and he and he was he was telling me how with the music that was that was in this movie he enjoyed it but he didn't feel that it necessarily gelled as well with the with the, with the movie as as much as awesome mix awesome mix one just because because of the placement of the song that that it that it didn't ne- that it didn't necessarily seem natural um and and it, and it said it was more just there um did 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 you all did you all get the same feeling from this film like no, not from this film from from the, from the music in this yeah. from the mu- music in this movie or or did or did you feel that the choices that they the choices that they made in song and and where and where the, and where the musical cues were that it all worked. Can I be hundred percent honest? I think that Suicide Squad did such a shitty job with pop songs that <laughs> I don't. Like, it, it, yeah. It, this is a movie that actually gives a shit about the franchise. The first one was brilliant about having the songs actually have an emotional impact, and I feel like they do here. They they spend the whole. <laughs> There's a whole extended metaphor that's maybe even a little bit clunky, but but appreciated where they sort of break down. Is it the Sam Cooke song they break down? I think down? it is. I forget which song they, yeah. they break down. And they sort of talk about the lyrics and the Walkman plays into it. So it's like, thank God the music actually fucking matters in this movie. And that's all I really care about, I'm being honest. Because like, compared with some other movies I just mentioned, God, it's uh, I just oh, think no. that... The... Go ahead, Peter. No, I, I was just—I was just gonna say I agree because I mean because like whether it gelled completely wasn't necessarily something that I was wasn't really something that I was thinking about because a it's just damn good music and b and, and b overall whenever it played I felt it matched the tone of the scene so so it was like I'm fine sorry that you weren't. Uh, Jack, you were gonna say something? Yeah, I mean. I think Ben probably has something there in terms of talking about the impact of using cultural music in the context of movies. I think people have been digging the well and it's kind of been working for a little while. I do think the overall effectiveness is kind of waning. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with the soundtrack and tied into this particular movie. I think it's just as well. For me, I don't see any difference between it. I think the, the first effect of it, I think the effect of this thing was revolutionary in guardians of the galaxies and has waned as time has gone on and now it's kind of sad to me circling around to recognize that it is sort of a little bit of a gimmick even to the person doing it the first time who did it best and is continuing to do it best in the same way so i wouldn't tell guardians to not do it i really fucking hope that he finds a lot of 90s music on that zune because that was 
probably top 10 cracks of the movie for me was the zoom joke oh, i'm yeah, sorry right. mm-hmm. yeah, i love it was great it was amazing and that just was like from last from the 2000s I, I don't know why funny. i don't know why I, I it lands I, they're always funny <laughs> I, I always find them funny. I never have not. I went to funny. go see this movie with my mom, and I had to explain to her what a Zune was. I was like, "That's it's a kind of like an iPod." At least you didn't own one, and then have to explain why you owned one. I I, I had a Zune for exactly a year before it expired oh, two I'm days sorry, after man. its warranty was up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I, god! I remember having a Zune. Trevor too actually I got my first owned iPhone. a Zune. I was that cool. Holy shit. I was that cool. <laughs> no, I did too. If anyone ever He's does fan alone. art of this show, you better like have a picture of Trevor with like a Zune in his ears. Like, I miss my Zune, goddammit. My iPod's hard drive just gave out. I want that shit back. Yeah, don't, we all, don't we all wish that like, Microsoft would get a shit I was able to listen to the together. damn radio on my Zune. Do you realize how awesome that make your own wallpaper. Like, oh, it's I great. To to top 40 stuff. Oh my god, this is, this is, this is a thing. People own Zune. It was a thing. <laughs> oh god. You had no idea all this I don't time. Mean, I really don't mean it, mean, guys. All this time. <laughs> Look, sometimes, sometimes you buy the Zoom, sometimes you buy the Betamax, sometimes you buy your HDD DVD. You pick the wrong one oh sometimes, my God, you know? Dick. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> Look, I bought the HD DVD. I fell for that one. I was like, it's DVD, but HD. Mm. That's what they're going to do. I mean, it definitely, I get that one because it definitely made more sense branding wise than fucking Blu ray. But everyone was like, oh, Blu ray is sexy. I was like, Blu-ray's God, sexy. the population is so stupid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this movie had not one, not two, but five separate post-credit scenes some of them strictly for humor others for actual like future plot development i think the last film i saw that had five was inspector remember that that also had five fucking post i think you're right oh my god so the first one craglin yondu's right hand man trying practicing with yondu's arrow and control fin Thing and then stabs, and and and, and then ends up sta- like like stabbing Drax in the shoulder, mm-hmm. the ne- I'm not that sure. It- neck. I think it was the neck is what my uh, thing read as. Oh God! And just like the way that he was like screaming, it was like it, it was, and then he just runs away. It's it's so great. I I love that one. That's a uh, Sean Gunn. Yep, uh, Sean Gunn's brother. Yeah. Anyone think that this may hint at something, or they just wanted to do it for fun? He might come in the next one. But I mean, he's definitely more. not going to show up in Infinity Wars, but we'll we'll see. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. He'll probably have learned to figure that out by yeah. by Guardians Three. I, I I love that they did kill off Yondu and so, it made sense. I was like, Yondu is way fucking overpowered, guys. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like Yondu, yeah. Yondu. I was like yeah. watching him like murder a whole crew of people, and I was like, and I, and I was like, I was like, I, I like, I had to admit, this is the one. I think that's the only. I like this movie quite a bit, actually. I really do like this movie a lot, and had a lot of fun with it. And I didn't turn my brain off, Ben. But uh, I think one of the things <laughs> that uh, I. I, I know. I just. I, you know, I think it works. I do think my big problem is that it telegraphs fucking everything to an over an extent, and that's just Gunn's style. Like it's he has to set everything up, and knowing that. And this is my question: is knowing him, do I just know too much about him and about script writing, 
and it's like other people are like as viewer people are we not enjoying it because we know too much about the telegraphing and this we we go oh of course they're gonna do that of course he's bad of course this is happening like is that is that because like is is like because katie didn't get any of this and katie knows a lot about scriptwriter and i was just wondering and and that's actually katie's a bad example because she got a bunch of stuff too but i'm like average I'm, i'm actually asking do you think the average person that doesn't know is actually like surprised i don't think anyone is as ever surprised about the fact that peter's dad is bad because it would just be a bad movie if he was right i think it i think some people were but my experience is it it totally depends on your level of immersion and your suspension of disbelief there are films plenty of films that other people have seen the ending coming and i've just been either too pissed off about the plot or too completely invested in it to actually figure out what's coming in time but then there are others where i'm just not that emotionally involved i guess where it's not working for me where yeah i i totally totally see it coming and then it, do- it doesn't pay off as much for me. It can also be just a cultural thing where, like, I know Kung Fury exists and David Hasselhoff was in it and he did a song for it, you know? And, like, it's very easy to get David Hasselhoff to show up in things. You know, I know that that is a cultural this, fact. Yeah. So I know that when this movie mentions David Hasselhoff, I'm going to see David Hasselhoff in this yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of with anything. Just you know? say it three times. and It's, it's yeah. like Bloody Mary. Just but, say the name three times and boom, they're there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess right. from my, my perspective, it's <laughs> still like, like is it is it that, you know, and as much, this has been my counterpoint to you, Ben, saying like, when you get mad at critics, I would argue sometimes that a critic's perspective keys you into a movie in such a way that it, it prevents you from enjoying a thing. And it's not, that you're turning off and I'm really not criticizing it. Cause I agree with you. I get upset when people get all over critics at the same time. I would argue that sometimes the way that you come into a perspective of maybe trying to solve the puzzle that is a script specifically script notes. Like that's the big thing, like knowing script and knowing the way gun writes, there was no reveal at any point for this movie. Right. No, no, it wasn't a question. question. It was more, it's more just like it was a statement. It's more, it's a statement. Okay. <laughs> it was a statement. Okay. A counterpoint. I think sometimes maybe it's better to 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 put the Marvel movies and and their critical elements into a different category of how you look at movies. I think so. I just think I'd put this one. That's fair. That's that's absolutely fair. So yeah, it's fair. And and it's also oh, gun. Right. It's a, I I honestly expect a high like a much higher quality product out of this. All right. right. Well. I just I love Slither, you know. <laughs> I really love Slither. All right. Well, I want to move on to the rest of these, uh, the rest of these uh, cre- uh, credit scenes. Sec- uh, the, sec- the second one I want to bring up simply because this is just like an interesting Marvel, like Marvel trivia tidbit. Uh, when we when we have Sylvester Stallone's character Stakar Stakar Ogar uh, Ogord, I I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, uh, and, and 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 the and the the four other four other ravagers that he shows up with, uh, if you if you if you actually know if you actually know the names of them if if, if you're if you're watching the credits, uh, each each of them each of them is is ba- is basically a previous Guardians of the Galaxy member that ca- that came before either either from the 1969 mm. team or the 1970 or 1975 team. Um, some of them, not all. No, yeah, it's well, a well, mix. Yeah, like for instance, like. Yeah, not all of them. It's a it's an interesting background mix, and also the robot was voiced by Miley Cyrus. That's fascinating. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say <laughs> it's Miley Cyrus. She somehow made her way into this yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, they're definitely coming back. You don't have Sylvester Stallone only in like three minutes. Yeah. In the movie. Also, like also, he was such a. I, 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 I know that people get sick of Stallone, but I was just, I was just in love with his take here. Oh no, my god, no. Yeah. He, he was in his. He was kind of looking. I know. I love it. It was when, when, when his name popped up. Dumb movie. If I was gonna get, if I was gonna get a, a cat, like, a, like, if I was gonna get a cameo in the Marvel universe, I want it to be in Guardians of the fucking Galaxy. Because like, you can, you, you can get, you can get an awesome costume and be like, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm, I'm Sylvester yeah, I mean, Stallone. When his name showed up, and when his name showed up, like, I, I, I think his name did his name show up in the op- in it the did. opening credits. I forget. I think it did. <laughs> He's, yeah, he's, when his name yeah. popped up, I was just like, yes, he's, I don't care who he's, he's playing. I'm Let's down. go steal some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was just what he said. I cracked him so bad. Oh, oh my God. Okay, the, th- the, th- the third, the third, the third, the third, um, the third post credit scene. Aisha, high priestess of the, of the Sovereign, and we get a hint at Adam Warlock, which Jack mentioned at the top of the podcast. <laughs> uh yeah, who is this guy? Because this is when us non-Marvel fans are like, we're going to build Adam, and three people are like, <laughs> who the fuck is Adam? This, like, this was a deep fucking cut, in fairness in fairness to anyone. Like, this isn't, this isn't like true. baseline, you get into Marvel type everyday shit. This is... Yeah, like, I, I knew vaguely who Thanos was. I don't know yeah. who Adam is. Peter? Jack, do you want to explain? Yeah, 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 I got this. Uh, so Adam Warlock is, 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 he's a... Oh, man, how do I... How do I go back this? Uh, um, it, yeah, he's so he's he's human. definitely tied into sort of like it, it's exactly in the same line. He comes out of the like he has a different uh, he has an entirely different background in the comics. Like he wasn't created; he was created by some Earth people, and then literally like broke out of like that, and then went to space, and then was like ha- he is heavily involved in the Thanos storyline. Uh, though Gunn has confirmed he is not in the first. Uh, uh, Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, so he's not. So it's this is a tease that is that we know pretty much is not going to go anywhere for the foreseeable future. Uh, that said, he has uh, he is a he is a fucking uh, strong one, and he has he's one of these things that like he kind of annoys me a little bit because like he is uh, he's he's overpowered, and as as that is a large criticism of most of like the galactic um marvel characters they're like severely overpowered at points like he has yeah, like I mean, just straight up like a massive amount of energy manipulation flight superhuman yeah, strength agility yeah endurance. he's honestly he's honestly kind of an allegorical messiah if you you could say with just how powerful this one being is yeah and and he literally goes through like a, you know a rebirth kind of arc and does all this sort of stuff so i think the messiah um element is is really is really interesting and it I, he's a he's a he's a deep he's a deep cut he's more of a fantastic four guy in my experience um because he comes thing. out of the fantastic four so i'm even surprised to some extent that they have rights to him uh i guess he gets featured all over the place in marvel so i'm sure it's just you know i i i don't understand how they those, yeah i don't understand how they like a certain, yeah maybe they're taking like like a certain like like, like a certain uh alternate version of him that that, that that we may not be like immediately aware of jack and they're just like we're gonna use this one or it might be like a quicksilver thing where both 20th century fox and them can use him you know what i mean like like the way that Quicksilver was in. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. My question is: Is this a uh, this is weird because it is a full tease? But 
I have no idea where they're going with this or how this will play Neither into it. Or maybe they'll this is like the this is the story this is the true teaser for Guardians uh 3 involving Warlock. Um because again, he's in he's featured in after the rebirth in Guardians of the Galaxy. So uh maybe we'll see. We'll see. There's, there's so this this is the other thing too that we're starting to get into like with Marvel stuff is that there's so much shit past the veil of Infinity War that we don't know that we can't figure out what the shape of the Marvel universe will be, uh, which is I guess like why I'm actually still pretty excited about the Marvel universe is because there is so many directions that they could take it in, in and I always feel like they actually have a direction in mind that like it's going to be really interesting and it's one of the few times that like I cannot predict what the fuck is going to happen. I still take my money on uh, the core three dying would be my take yeah i mean giant spoilers but i'm sure like my my take would be tony stark captain america and thor dying stark 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 and stark and cap at the very least yeah at the very he's got that's too much contract too much work he cannot literally do this for like like two decades like like that's, that's that would just be my my take, and he's not even really doing any much. He's not doing movies. He's just doing dozens of appearances in different movies, primarily Spider Man. So maybe he's good to play, and he's always been good to to do this. So I don't know. Maybe he's okay with it. As long as yeah, I, I guess like I guess like my thing is like maybe like okay. Robert Downey Jr. is like yeah, I'll do this as long as you let me, and and they're like cool. <laughs> like mm. like maybe maybe that's like, <laughs> and, and I'm just like totally wrong here. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well we got our next post post credit scene that we can honestly just blow through because it was just a funny moment. Teenage group, yeah. messy room, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt walking in, looking like he was on the verge of laughing the entire time. You're over there on your video game mindless. You need to clean your room. I am Groot. I am not boring. I love that so much. <laughs> Snarky <Cute>. Groot. <laughs> it was... It's cute. I don't. Want no, no, no. I don't think we need any more of it at all. Just but just having cute. it for those, you oh, know, no. twenty seconds or whatever, it was great. Yes. yes. Exactly. It was a I very think appropriate, it was a very appropriate span of time I with teenage I, I, I think maybe even a little too exactly. much Groot in this one. Maybe honestly, guys. Like, and 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 that's that's like that's that's me. Be- I, I was maybe it's just because of the marketing. I was surprised there was. Oh, okay, that's fair. Because the marketing he's a, was he's aggressively like even when the guys was, are screaming at him mascot 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 I was like oh y'all know you fuckers know yeah. and he's just like it like makes little Groot moment. sad and I was like I was like oh gun you're just so fucking self aware you dick <laughs> sorry I, I don't know for, for, the, for, for the for the last post credit I just want to touch on this really quickly because we're going a bit because we're going a bit long uh, we see st- we see the ever awesome Stan Lee with 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 with, the, with an interesting group of characters in the, Mar- the Marvel universe called the Watchers. These characters th- these characters are are an air, are an alien race that are basically spread across the entire universe to pretty much just observe and document major moments in different in major moments in different civilizations history civilizations histories. Uh, the, the, the most the most noble the most notable of them being Uatu, U A T U, the one the one who watches Earth, and we have Stanley just recounting all of his all of his adventures, basically, in a way, kind of in, in a way, kind of saying, "Yeah, I am the exact same person in every single one, and that's just my job." Yeah, it's interesting. That was always a big fan theory for a long time was that he was right. a, a watcher, and that's why he would show up in all these different. Uh, 
movies in different parts. So it's weird to yeah, see a fan theory. But this is the thing confirmed. too. It's like I don't know if it's confirmed so much because I don't necess- I feel like they dance Yeah, they're they're still having a dance around it a little bit. And I think the reason is because they don't I don't think they know if they want Uwatu to be to exist. So they do they need to put Stanley over here and just make this joke. And I think Gunn really wanted to make this joke and confirm this, you know, slightly confirm this fan theory. At the same time, I do think that they want to leave the door open to put Uwatu in because he is a very, 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 very fucking important part, a key to the extended Marvel universe. And I don't know if they want to shut the door. They definitely, you know, confirm the existence of Watchers at the very least. So. Um, and they're they're consisting. They're they're just putting in. They're literally slowly doiking in all the little parts from the rest of the universe with celestials and stuff. So you know, just Jesus. Are celestials yeah, I mean, really at, just at, a the, giant? at the very least? I hope that they include Uatu in Infinity War. What did you say, Trevor? Are celestials really just like giant brains in space? Is no, 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 no. Celestials. Nah. There. That's it's a it's, man. I'm gonna not. I'll tell you later because this is that's yeah, pretty that's, long. That's a lot. It's a big. It? It's a big topic <laughs> I, I i had a feeling they did that just because they needed. well ego is not technically in the comics isn't oh my god ego in the comics is not technically a celestial uh the celestials are a big are a different group to which Anna, Anna, thanos is like comes from one of them and there's this, this okay this is you start it, 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 it's, it's a lot to unpack and <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna just stop you right there jack before we go need deeper. yeah uh, well it's i i definitely i appreciate them just making him a celestial and not feeling like they need to explain the living planet thing because that would just be way too much <laughs> right <laughs> all right so before we get scores from everyone uh jack back to you for an ad- little ad break can you tell us about fresh books please i can and i will as soon as i okay uh for you the <laughs> listeners of the movie gang podcast fresh books is offering a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to try out their service fresh books is of course an online based cloud accounting software which we use for the tuscan shed media network i go on there i put in all our expenses and i put in all our members dues and all the money that we make from our beautiful advertising such as fresh books uh i know it's kind of circular i use their ads but they also pay me for advertising it's kind of great that way um but Again, we wouldn't function without something to keep all our shit straight so I can do taxes on this, which apparently is awful that I've grown up to the point that this side business that we do, I actually have to fucking do taxes on. So y'all should appreciate me more because I literally sat down and had to do all the fucking money and give money to the government for the Tuscan Shed Media Network. So just uh, think about that today, guys. I don't know why this turned into me giving you shit. Uh, to try oh Fresh God. Books free for 30 days, just go to www.gofreshbooks.com and enter the Movie Gang podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us? section or get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang fresh books go check it out all right thank you very much jack okay so moving on to scores first i'm gonna shoot this to ben ben how do you score guardians of the galaxy volume two um so i know i was all over the place on this one um but i did really enjoy this film and i do appreciate what gun i think is trying to do with this franchise that said i do wish there was just a little bit more camaraderie and a little bit less plot and a little bit more of this that and trim and trim and trim and so that's where my score comes from is death by a million cuts to 6.5 um i like this film and i'm gonna recommend people see it it's not gonna go down with some of the great mcu films for me or some of the great summer blockbusters for me but i like it and it's a good if you've been like a lot of us on this podcast i'm kind of tired of 
nostalgia fests. <laughs> this is a very good antidote with an original script and original characters. I mean, you know, they come from a comic book, but in, in a lot of essences, I feel like they're very creative and different. And at the very least, I think most people aren't going to know the comic book anyway. So I think you're, you're going to find this fresh and interesting and, that's something to value. I just wish it was a more cohesive whole. That's why it's six point five for me. All right, moving on. Sarah, how do you how do you judge this movie? I'm gonna give this movie a seven. I don't know anything about it from the comic book perspective, but I enjoyed watching it. It's something I could see watching it again. Maybe not in theaters, but if my mom records it on TV and watches it a lot, like she did with the first one then I will be happy to sit and watch it with her. Um, lots of laughs, cried a little bit, and um, yeah, it had its flaws, but still a lot of fun. All right, cool. Uh, Trevor, moving on to you. How do you score it? Um, I'm going to give it a 6.5 as well. I uh, It was enjoyable to me. Uh, like I, I did have fun watching it, but there are just a few too many jokes that fell flat while at the same time it was just a really weird plot idea for me to the way that it worked with as many different things it had going on at the same time and then like trying to thematically tie it together but then kind of not for me well enough it was a fun time but at the end of it kind of disappointing and not not quite solid for me as a seven so that's what i'm going with Cool. And before I score it, Jack, how do you score Guardians 2? Y'all are fucking crazy. Like, just, <laughs> oh my god. Wow, <laughs> aggressive. Just, no, I'm just uh, eight. I, I like this movie quite a bit. I, I don't know that like uh, <laughs> I knew I knew that we I knew like thanks. This is the this is the reason we do scores is that I can make you everyone can put out you know what they feel about it. And I think that's the thing is like I, I this is this is a great summer blockbuster, guys. Like. This is a, this is just this is a, like just like with the caliber I guess maybe this is where I'm coming from like the caliber of the things that have come out this summer this is so good this is this is great this is this is like a gold from my like somebody's ass and I just and I just oh my I guess, god I just I don't understand because I feel like in the greater Marvel context you guys are subtracting that and I think maybe we're at the point where like a diminishing returns effect has happened where it's because it's part of Marvel. Now it's bad. I don't know. I maybe I'm going to put this uh, out there. That's an unfair characterization. Better than most Marvel films. Yeah. I think it's better than most Marvel films. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know what the negative effect, maybe it's just like a sequel effect or something along those lines. But this was like, in terms of the things that I've seen this summer, this was fantastic. Yeah. Um, for, okay. For me, I was, I, ca- I came, I came into this thinking I was going to give it an eight. Then, ta- then, dis- then talking about it, I was like seven point five. But literally, while but literally while sitting here listening, to you, I'll give it a score. I was like, you know what? Actually, I think I will stick with my original eight. I with my my score of eight. I enjoyed this movie. Yes, there are definitely flaws. I, I, I've, uh, I. Like 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 Sarah, I teared up a few times. There were a couple times where a couple times where I was like, I might shed a tear. Like it might go rolling down my face. Like just that one single tear. I thought it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the music. I uh, ego ego tell ego telling Peter that he put a tumor in in his mom in in his mom's brain was like a gut punch to the soul. Um, 
and 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 I and I am I I'm ex- I'm excited I'm excited to see where Guardians Three goes. Like if if we do end up actually getting Adam Warlock, which I kind of hope we do because that would be pretty fucking badass. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun movie. I I would definitely go see it again. And I would I would definitely recommend it to other people. So uh, putting all the stories together, dividing it up. Movie Game Podcast gives Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 a 7.2, which I will round down to a 7. 7 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. that, that, sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah, I, I like the scores. <laughs> if, it, if anyone's worried that I convinced Peter, like we were doing the math beforehand, like on the on the handout, and like literally Peter's change of score put it up from like a seven point one to a seven point two, and we both and we kept rounding it down. Two. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, we tried, Peter. <laughs> yeah, it was like a seven point two. I was just like, uh, yeah. whatever. It's still a seven. Cool. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, dear, dear, wonderful listener, thank you so very much for listening to our slightly longer episode of of the movie game podcast you can listen to this and our other shows by going to tuscanshed.com where you can listen to this show uh, along with others uh geek space nine with ben sarah and i animate animania with jack trevor jack Jack, trevor and sarah who else is is it just just three of you on on that on that podcast i always forget <laughs> Listen to an episode, goddammit. I know I have. It's just been a long time. I haven't. I haven't kept. I haven't kept up with it. Because, I haven't kept up with it because because Sarah because Sarah Ben and I have been like bum rushing through through Star Trek pretty quickly lately as of late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are making good progress. It's it's uh, the greatest generation just finished uh, that. So I was actually I was actually curious um, if you guys were gonna get through Deep Space Nine and flip to doing uh, um, the the next. We literally talked yeah, about I, that. Yeah, I, I would just, I wouldn't be doing keep, like keep. Deep Space Nine while they're doing Deep Space Nine. If that's like a, I know that'd be so weird. <laughs> they're gonna oh, they're start doing, doing it. Right I now? think is the thing, or that's what I heard. I don't know that's what funny. they're no! doing. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but along with, but along with those two shows, you can also listen to a Feast for Bros, our show about our, our podcast about Game of Thrones, which is currently on hiatus, but will be back up once the show premieres. Once, once the show premieres the next season later this year, uh, you can find you can find you can find Movie Game Podcast and the rest of our shows on iTunes. Please, iTunes and also and also Podbean and also Podbean and where, and wherever else it is posted. Please, go, pl- please rate, review, share share our shit everywhere. It helps more people. Helps more people find us. It help. It, it helps us continue to bring. It helps continue to bring more of this awesome content to you. Until next time, we will see you all, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.